Hello, and welcome to episode 114 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. I'd like to start all smiley and say that, oh, this is a normal episode of the podcast, but we've tried to start this podcast for 40 minutes. We are now sat here after 40 minutes. Jack has nearly given Jake a fit. (laughs) Yes. He's he's on a wind-up, and um, he's currently... I'm doing an Just impression of Jack. myself on our episode yes. for the first however yeah. long it was. That's that was my impression yes. of that. It was actually pretty good. Some people will think that, you were frozen there. I know. Yeah. I'm gonna say that was very good. Acting. Yeah. Yep. That was the peak of Jack's acting career there. <laughs> right, so um Welcome to the Talking Wednesday podcast. I am joined this week by Jack and Jake. We were going to do a live episode, then we decided we weren't going to do a live episode. Then we said, should we just all get together and see if we can find some time, which is why the episode is later, much yes. later than you would usually find it. But it's all of us because there's a lot of important Sheffield Wednesday stuff coming up, so it feels important to do this uh, and get all together. We, I will say just at the top, there will be a Dexterity Watch on Sunday for the Derby match. And I will get these boys involved at some point during that. It'll be more of a traditional dexterity watch than the uh, Soccer Saturday style thing me and Jake did, which was a laugh. And obviously Jack was there as well, being a side man for parts of it. But <laughs> there will be there, we will do a little bit more like that. But this Sunday will be more of a tradition. It's kind of fitting well, that the last that? dexterity watch. There, well, there is a job going at Sky Sports if you want to go get Jeff Delling's job. Yeah, I don't think... Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but um, nah. <laughs> but um, I didn't have anything clever to say there. Could you tell? Absolutely anything, no, any shot thinking, can I think not of taken is a shot missed. Yes. Well, I, honestly, I couldn't think of anything clever to say, so I just played it off. I know you were setting me up for something, but I had nothing. That's yep. how long, that, that's what happens when you spend 40 minutes before a podcast <laughs> actually trying to start the podcast. It's kind of actually reminiscent of any single cross that's put into Michael Smith before the other week. Any shot not taken is a shot and missed. And there goes the entire comment section at Jack. Please remember, Twitch, Worko, that's if you want to send the abusive way. Yes. Yes. Don't actually go and watch it. It's awful. Like, <laughs> just the worst content you're ever going to see. But, like, abuse, that's fine. <laughs> it's very unhinged. I will tell you that. It's, oh, every intrusive thought you can possibly think of just just is out there. It just that's what it is. It's just a. He doesn't realize that filters exist, and there's a filter that humans are supposed to have. Mm. Jack just decided is that is that age where he really where he doesn't realize that actions and words have consequences yet. <laughs> he will. He'll he'll grow yep. into it. We're so old. I'm 27. I'm not that old. Um, anyway. Hello again. <laughs> this is going to be a one, isn't it? Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday messed up on automatic since we last all spoke, boys. Yeah. How's everyone feeling? Um, How's hoping... your week been first, actually? Yeah. Yeah. Can't break tradition. Uh, not been bad. Uh, you see, I've got new signage there. I also... One known in the parish, I have a Callum Patterson signed shirt, which you're going to get me? framed. I have a Callum Patterson, Big P, sorry. I have a Big P signed shirt, along with Big P signed 
A big photo of a big P, I see. So, yeah, so pretty much. Yeah. So that's going to get framed soon and put behind me. But apart from that, Did it's been a good week. Did they put the photos week. with the shirts? Uh, no, I managed to get one of them. Uh, I would have loved if they did that, but I had to go get that myself. Fair enough. They do I still know. have Windath, Denneran, and Johnson still for sale on the shirts. It's one of those where I would have done it, but it was one of those spends where I was like, I can't justify doing that. I don't really have, while we're still, while I'm still in this space, um, I don't got really have. Yeah, I'm st- I've stopped. I, I've obviously, I've reduced some work stuff as well. So less money coming in. And it's sort of, um, I'm not buying as much crap. Yeah. Um, I'm not even buying, I'm literally just being really selective about all the stuff I buy. Um, <laughs> what? I just say, Jack. I just want <laughs> selective. Because because I thank know you that you for, keep buying. Thank you. For- no, but I know that you keep buying frigging pop funkos and everything rather than practical Did things. Did you just say pop funkos like some sort of boomer? <laughs> I, I just... All you all are those pop funkos. <laughs> all of them pop funkos. <laughs> yeah. I, basically, I'm, I'm just laughing at the fact that I know from our conversation pre-podcast that your microphone isn't working very well that you like to use. And you could buy a new one. But it's no, pop yeah, funkos I'm instead. Have to, I'm going to have to. The other... Oh yeah. No, I'm going to buy. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm prioritizing things. I've got less money, so I'm prioritizing things. But it doesn't mean I have can to stop. buy a new mic. I'm sorry. I'm being a sod, aren't I? I will. I'll. I'll be quiet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's. He's been this all. All the time I've spoken to him today. <laughs> this is the thing. We used to have a setup here that was rather professional in a way of doing things. Yeah, and then it's genuinely like I guess it's got more of the pub vibes when we're all together, which is mm. not I'm, too bad. How has your my... week been, Jack? As if we didn't all know. I mean, just call me, uh, just call me Miley, Miley Cyrus riding on my riding in on my wrecking ball. <laughs> From go on, Jack. Callback. How's your week? Anyway, be? yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been okay. It's been okay. Uh, nothing really eventful. I've just been getting back to the gym again and just getting in more of a fitness routine once again because I honestly looking back on some of the episodes that I've been on I, I've let myself go again I, I, and I don't like it so I've been heavily getting back on that really but uh, it's you know there's been all the stuff going on that I don't really want to talk about on, on a football podcast because it's all very MTV crap <laughs> so it is however yeah, it is. I'm glad you, you're learning because to be honest I didn't mind I never said anything at the mm. time but I do remember your first two appearances <laughs> You didn't get very philosophical about personal things for quite yeah. a while. You like you when yeah. you opened it with "How's your week been?" You went, "Well, thank you for asking." Here's a here's an essay I prepared earlier, and it was like "Lover's Corner" with workout, <laughs> which um, oh, it turned into Ad- "Agony Ant Corner." That's the one. I mean, hey, Lover's if you want that to come back, different. Leave how's it in a comment. Been, mate? It's probably a how's, category. Yes. Um, how's my week been? <laughs> It's all right, actually. It's been all right. We uh we spent some time with Sos family over because it was the bank holiday weekend, wasn't it? So yeah, I'm kind of like all so over the place. So they're very happy and gloating at you because they stayed up in the championship. They've not stayed up yet, Huddersfield. They've still no, got they a point out of the next two features. No, fixtures, they're, no, they're, they're they're officially up. I think they're officially. Up. I think that oh. win at the weekend kept them up. 
I thought they needed one more point out of the next two games. No, that was Rotherham, won it? Uh-uh. Oh. If Huddersfield. Either way, no. It's um they know how crap they are at the minute. They're not gloating. Um Well there's we Huddersfield fans coming for you in the comments. Well they are. They're a shambles. They are. And they know they're a yeah. shambles. And the fact is Warnock has worked a miracle oh, there. Yeah. The fact Absolutely. that they're Reading are on forty four points, Huddersfield on forty seven. Yeah. But um anyway, it was it was a nice little a nice little change of pace, but it's it's thrown me off completely now because all my work schedule and everything has just kind of gone out the window a little bit. Yeah. The podcast schedule has gone out the window because usually we 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 filmed the podcast on the day I was traveling back and stuff, so it was um, it's it's thrown things around a little bit. But yeah, we will talk Sheffield Wednesday in a minute. But I'm trying to put it off because I've been I've been. I've been at my wits end with it this week, seeing the stuff on social media, yeah. boys. I don't know about you. It's not been great, has it? No. It, it, Be- it's, it's before like we get into that think- rant, please go and leave us a review on audio services. Yes. If you're ever going to do it, go and do it. We yeah. need to get up those podcast charts and get in people's ears holes. Yes, that's what I said. Um, <laughs> so please recommend us to people through leaving us a nice review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, all of those things. Um, basically, there's also memberships available where you can support us financially. The stickers also have gone out finally. I'm yep. sure pe- from the giveaway. It will not take that long. I assumed people wouldn't want stickers covered in Rona and other diseases. So I delayed everything. We were waiting for some members to get back to us. They finally got back to us. Um, so all of I wanted to send everything out at once from the giveaways and stuff. So it's all gone. Um, there is still some left, which I'm keeping for next year. There's a couple of the limited edition ones left, so they will be next winter's one as well um, for people who didn't get it the first time. But, yeah. Do you still have your stickers, boys? You've been putting in places? Uh, yeah. I can't really say where yeah. I've been putting mine because that it's, it's been, they've been in public places. Oh, that's a good shout. Okay. So, yeah. I don't really want to say it in case they get yep. found. And then it's like, ooh, a big surprise. Ooh, Talking Wednesday yeah. over here in this place that's not Sheffield. Oh my God. You know, I, I, I quite like that. That's I want that effect of, yeah. kind of thing. And maybe, right. just to plug the Twitter, oh, yeah, someone might that, tweet. We? Someone might tweet. Oh my God, it's a Talking well, somebody Wednesday might, sticker. But somebody rear. often forgets or just doesn't. So mm. I would say that like somebody <laughs> might, but that would involve the person who's meant to do it doing the job. Um, <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I was talking shame. from people that, that, that come across it and find oh, them. That's yeah. why I'm Sorry, I thought, you were tra- I thought you were trying to pimp pimp the Twitter. Well, that's, I, that's I also am saying at Talking Wed is where you can find all the match day tweets, whether they are extremely ranty or not, depending on how the how the players are doing it in that match day. Um, but they're also some fantastic memes yes. as well. Yes, some, yep. some yes, some fantastic memes. There will that will be everything. So, oh, Sunday I'll, will I'll, be everything. We'll be on the Twitter. Yep. We'll be on. Yep. We'll be on YouTube. We'll be. We will literally be. None of us are. None of us are going, all right? Cause as much an armchair as you want. For me, I've, I actually initially missed tickets. So I've, because I'd got poorly and then I had a week from hell with everything going on. So it was a case of sorting all that out. I missed tickets for Derby. Check, go check, mate, because some tickets have been sent back. Yeah. 
I'm, we've planned this now. We've put so much. We've put so much planning into it when we thought it was gonna. It was all sold out. So we're just gonna do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. We will do as we're doing. And um, the good news is, should be able to make playoffs now when we get to the news later because things have changed a little bit just as we're recording this podcast. So that's that's all yes. right there. Let's talk about Shrewsbury Town versus Sheffield Wednesday. We'll talk about the way the match goes before we talk about what ended up resulting. Um, of it because obviously there was other matches that would confirm Sheffield Wednesday's fate during this. But let's talk about Shrewsbury as a whole. Jake, as tradition dictates, talk us through this one. So this was really comfortable for Wednesday. We played some good football, started well. And Michael Smith had the bit between the teeth. He could have had more. That is something we I think we said about Michael Smith a lot this season. But interesting fact that when we get to it, first hat trick he scored since the Pompey days. And that was in like a paint trophy thing, whatever competition it was called, because I'll call it every other competition under the sun. Uh, really clever bit of play. And the thing is, when we play this style of football, we look good. We look like a team who can actually get forward. And by Bannon just found faith again. Uh, had a shot, nearly made it too. And the thing is, you're looking at this thing. Can we do better? Can we try and get things going? And the thing is, when you see Wednesday play this well, with everything flowing, we look like the team that should have gone up with this gun. Michael Smith getting a hat trick, and the last one he took, he just took it, took it in his stride, beat the keeper, goal. And you're thinking, where's that been? Where's that clinicalness? Because the well, one he's got thing, 17 goals the season now. He, hasn't no, he? no, like... he got. I think I think he won away from 20. You look at it. Well, that would be nineteen, then, wouldn't it, Jake? <laughs> so yeah. what numbers work. <laughs> is that is that in overall competitions? Six, six, no, that season he's on. <laughs> he was on sixteen. Yeah, nineteen. Yeah, he's on. He won more. Oh, yeah, right, twenty. Okay. The I last know, person he, when we, he got to the award for seventeen, but that's possibly was a cutoff, wasn't it? So yeah, uh, the last player to get a twenty goal a season made Mella, Neil. But would Mella. you would you look at Michael Smith and think? That guy scored 20 goals for us this season because nope. you, you don't, do you? No. But he, he has. misses. He misses more than he, he actually creates. Kind of. It's one of those things. You look at this game, though 20 shots, six on target. Where the hell were the other lot? This is the issue. If we're having 20 shots, that needs to be in double figures. Mm. The shots on target. This has been the problem all season. And this is one of the reasons, personally, I think we didn't go up. We have not been clinical enough. I have been saying that all season. Every time we watch something, there's the clinical nature of We've been saying it since Wednesday we came down. Woeful. We've been saying it since Gary Monk. He's Even on 19. We... He's, by the way, he's on 19 overall. I'm looking here. Right. He's got, it says, I don't know if these are the nine... most updated stats, but it's 19 all competitions. I don't so... know if that plays for Saturday's game though. Because so if... He's either on 19 for all competitions or he's on 21 for all competitions. Yeah. I think um, it, it, it probably 19 for all competitions and then some do for like 16 for the actual league. Yeah. Kind of so, thing. And, but again, you don't feel like he's done that, do you? Because no. as Jack has said a lot of times, he doesn't have a great first touch. He's not particularly fast. But for some reason, this game, we played to all the strength that he was superb at, take a drink, if you were at Rotherham. You know, when he was there, because it worked. Yes. We actually managed to get him playing to strength. And when he played to do that first goal, that back 
heel from Gregory to know where he was, it's been something that's been missing for ages. And they've been building that partnership up. And I think it's when Gregory got injured at Fleetwood, we lost that bit of month where they had that connection. And it then got to this point for it to build it back up again. Well, what I've been saying all season is, is why have we signed Smith if we aren't going to play to his strengths? It's the same mm. thing. It's the same questions of like Malik Wilkes. Why, were we, why are we not playing into his strengths? I always felt that he's the type of player that if you do play to his strengths, it will come good. And I think Moore's realized that we haven't got a lot of options at the minute. You know, oh. so he's the alteration and the way we played at Shrewsbury was potentially another way of playing to someone's strengths. If the, it, It's nice to have a couple of options for the playoffs. What are your thoughts on it, Jack? I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I do think it's been a... You see, the, the strange thing is, when we've obviously just had the options of Gregory and Smith, Smith has been playing the Windass role, the, you know, the mm. pacey going on to three mm. balls, and Gregory has been playing the role that Smith was playing the whole season. And arguably, you'd think they should swap the two over, that Gregory would be better running into channels and being a sort of, like, a nuisance for the defence and goalkeeper and that sort of thing. So it's just nice that finally they've almost given them the roles that they should have had the whole this whole time. I don't know what the decision behind that has been, to be playing them in these this strange... Maybe it's a, a, a tactical point of view to, uh, to dupe the opposition. I, I don't know. But... It's clearly not been work, working very well in that run of games just after the Barnsley loss. And it's just nice mm. to see the fortunes turn around again now. And actually, cor you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe we have got the best form of all of the playoff teams going into this playoff run as, as it stands after this win against Shrewsbury. I do the believe... You are the, correct. Yes, the problem is... Carry on, Jake. Form doesn't mean nothing in playoffs. That's the problem. Form goes out the window mm. once you've played that last game, really. Awkwardly, Derby would have, te te depending on how that match goes at the weekend, they are they are draw, draw, win, win, draw. We are win, mm. loss, win, win, win. So we have got better form, but Derby are probably the best form team out of the others because... Bolton, a win, draw, win, lost, win. So mm. all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barnsley are even worse. Win, draw, win, draw, win, lost, draw. So two wins out of the last five going into the, into the playoffs. So there's, yes, we are the form team technically. If we beat Derby, we are very much the form team. And if yeah. we beat Derby, we're going to go, we're not going to go up automatically on 96 points. That's, that that's so frustrating. Ridiculous. Any, and I've said this before, any other season, that's enough. <clears throat> 90 points right now gets you up. 93 yes. points, what we're on right now, gets us up. The thing is, Ipswich and Plymouth have been very clinical, especially Ipswich. I think they've finished on like 60 gold difference, which is insane. They've had a good transfer window in January. They both strengthened, which is where a lot of the blame will go from most fans. Because they'll go, we should have strengthened here and here and here. We don't know the full story behind the scenes and what was going on. So we don't know what's happened and targets and stuff. The problem is, I have a really big issue with people right now going with the whole Darren Moore out, he needs to be sacked. 
the only club that would sack a manager who would have this amount of points and sack it and it, they've done it in the past would be someone like a Chelsea. I actually find it increasingly difficult for even if we bottle the playoffs, which I actually, because uh, I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan, the more we go into it, I think we, could, we, we can mm, do I know this. What you mean. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. like, it's very hard, even even when we it does, even if it does happen, for me to turn around and go, "How can you sack him after this season?" Because mm. if you only, look at the, go on. The only way you sack him is if that the remit is promotion. Either way, and he's had two opportunities; yeah. he's not done it. That's yeah, the only reason you can sack him. That's the way. But if you look at the form overall, Wednesday's form, we're picking up form again at the end of the season, and it genuinely is a blip. That's cost us, mm. which is, mm. which is insane because the abuse he is getting, right? I've never seen any manager in our history get this much abuse, right? And I don't, mm. I, I just don't understand it because I'm like, he's got 93 points. I think, you know, he- oh, sorry, go on. It's, it's just the blip because I'm, look, I'm looking at it and I'm like, it's very, it's so unfortunate because that we've had two exceptional teams that haven't had their blips. Plymouth and Ipswich Town, 98 and 97 points, right, collectively. They've, got, they've still got a game to play, right? They could both finish on 100 points, yeah. right? Above Plymouth could finish on 101. Ipswich could finish on 100 if they both win their last game. The last five games, they've just got a clean win, of, a, clean, a clean run of five straight wins. It's just, they have it's, been exceptional and they've hmm. not had that blip where we had a blip that every team seems to have. And in previous seasons, as you say, we've got 93 points. You're allowed that blip and you still go up. And we just weren't allowed it this season. Ipswich had their blip in November. They had it in November. And that's what helped because they already had it. It had a little blip around about January time. They weren't picking up many points. The thing is, what's been the key for Plymouth is a mixture of playing with a chip on the shoulder from last season, not getting into the playoff with those points, because they normally do. And their home record has been fantastic. They rarely lose at home. I think yeah. it's two clubs that have beaten them at home. And their away record, and much of it's not been great, but they've got a lot of draws. If you can win all your home records, and you know what the annoying thing is? Start of the season, Dex, you said two points per game gets up promoted. We've done that. And we haven't got promoted. Yep. I know. I know. I know. Which is why it's going to be very hard for me to justify it. Mm. For, for calling for his head. Because it's like, well, he's done what you should do. The only thing he hasn't done is being completely exceptional with it. And the players should really, if they, if we, they should really look at themselves for some of those fixtures. Right. Yeah. Because what I do see is I don't see people posting our form overall. I see a lot of people posting Forest Green's for, form and the fact that we were their only win. And I'm like, right, but that's an agenda. You've got an agenda behind that because you're not trying to show the fact that actually our form, apart from that section, has been great. Because we had mm-hmm. that unbeaten run and then we're finding form towards the end of the season again. I'll be honest, the Burton, you know, the Burton performance... Yeah, it was one of those where you'd look at it and you're like, for God's sake. I just think we played Barnsley at the wrong time again. Yeah. You know, it, that's what probably derailed us here, which is why it's not that confident going into the playoffs when you look at the teams we've got to play. I, I would fancy us against any team except Barnsley. And also, if you look in the transfer window, Darren Moore wasn't affecting to lose most of the main players in that period. Yeah. If he knew yeah. he was going to lose them, he would have gone, right, I need this, this, and this in. 
Jack, what were you going to say before we cut you off? I was I was literally going to say I have not seen this much um, stick towards a Wednesday manager since Dave Jones in 2013. Like, you know, early yeah. 2013, just before mm-hmm. he was sacked. I don't even think it was that, this bad. No. And I think no. it's ridic- honestly ridiculous. The fact that he's finished on 90... It, possibly going to finish on 96 points. Rotherham got, got promoted. Ro- well, yeah. Rotherham got promoted last year on 85. Uh, in second, yeah. just to put it in perspective. And I think, what yeah. wasn't Wigan just 101? Like, it was only just yeah, over... Like it was something like... Or it might have even been 98. Like yeah. no, 90, it, it 93 points until this point. Yeah. No, oh, by the way, for the last 20 years, 93 points would have got us promoted. Yeah. 20 yeah. years. 20 years, man. Like. And also, this man it's just who went on a, Wednesday all over, isn't it? Yeah. And also, doesn't get uh, a single manager of the month award. Yeah. That, that was ridiculous. Run. Yeah. 23 games unbeaten and he doesn't get a single recognition. He gets a nomination here and there for a manager of the month, but he doesn't get a friggin' manager of the season actual win for a unbeaten run. Uh, it's 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 mind-boggling. It's absolutely mind-boggling, and I'm furious about that because just because he didn't finish top, and I, I, it's I I've just lost for words really on it. I know how I've always I, said. You know, how you can tell that you're a you, you're a sucker of punishment as a, a proper Wednesday fan is. No matter how annoyed I've been at certain results and that, going into these play- playoffs, the closer, the, even if we we have a bad time at the weekend, because it's happening now, I know it'll happen after that. The closer we mm. get, I'm like, we could do this, you know. Go on. Mm. It, you know, and I'll get, it's more of a case of, because that's what you do, is, and you get yeah. behind it, and you get behind the team, and you feel that rising, you're like, we can be, and I think that's probably what's done us harm as a fan base for so long, because we put, everything on the line and think yeah, yeah. we'll do it and we, we if, very rarely do <laughs> if we do get to Wembley and it's a big if because the, the playoffs are a lottery do not over celebrate at Hillborough the job's not done that's what we did wrong when we did it with Brighton yeah. we acted like the job was done what you need to do is walk off that pitch and be like right we've done it we're up to Final, I don't. Like, I actually on. don't think we will. I, I think. No, I don't. I think we we're probably not. I'd like to think we're not that tone deaf than that. This is. It's actually, if you think about it, it's a slight embarrassment. We're in the playoff situation. We shouldn't mm. really be there because of the way you know. So if anything, yeah. these playoffs are a means to an end. There, there should be getting a job done, mm. and we could actually mess this up. So a it's lot, more of a, a case of the celebrations mm. for Smith goal were very much that they were very muted. Mm. They weren't full on, like, it's kind of like the players have got it in their head. But at the end of the day, we just got to do what we've done for this last couple of bit and just keep going. Mm. Keep your phone torches in your pocket. Yeah, please yes. don't do that. Please. I like... can't stress enough. <laughs> and now I know if we and Jack do go together, he's going to be stood next to me and he's going to be like, <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. It was the thing what, is it what, was it was cool that when it happened the first time against Brighton at home that was cool that was great, but the fact yeah. that it's been now so overdone by so many other what teams you don't as well, know, and the Jack, I think the biggest stigma that's been put on that as well why why it's embarrassing is because it happened against Huddersfield the following year at home after twenty yeah. friggin' minutes. Jack, what you don't know is that. James is just going to duct tape his phone to your chest with his torch on so you don't know. Oh, for God's sake, of course he will. 
That sounds like something he'd do. No, I won't. <laughs> Come on, how, why, why would I do him. that? It you looked like get, I'd strapped some get, sort of right. explosive oh, yeah. device into him walking into yeah. a stadium. Right. right. You can't get a bottle cap in. How is he meant to get duct tape in? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm walking with this lad with a phone cellar taped to his chest. That doesn't look kind of sus at all, does it? Sorry, our budget couldn't afford a GoPro. Sorry, this is all, like, all you mm. got. <laughs> so what did you all think? Uh, we'll move into the news now. What did you all think to the chairman's statement before? Because I actually quite... I'll, well, I'll read it, for example. This was just before the going into the weekend. So automatics was still a possibility, but... It's it's newsworthy to read out what he said. Um, so he said this to the Wednesday website, quote, there are two games to go, and while ever we have a mathematical chance of the top two, everyone must give everything for the team. The odds are not in our favour, but we still have to give a fighting chance. Our fans have a huge part to play. Please give everything you have at Shrewsbury on Saturday, and if it goes to the last day, the same against Derby. If we go to the playoffs, the same again. You've shown great spirit to sell out the Derby game completely. I am told we could have sold many, many more tickets. That is the kind of spirit that makes me proud. The players can only give it everything they have in these last games and the fans do the same. We must still hope we ha- we still have a chance of automatic on the last day. If not, we go into the playoffs where everyone must have the same heart, the same mentality and the commitment to win. The two teams above us have been on an incredible run of form. We have five more points than last season and we could finish with 96 points and still not get automatic. Of course, I understand the frustration of everyone. But this is football, this is sport, and anything can happen. I ask all our fans, if you want to come to anyone now, come to me. I will take it as leader of our club. I can take that on my shoulders, but please, I ask you move any negative direction away from the football department for the games we have left. Until we know our destiny for next season, we must have one big positive push, whether that is for automatic promotion or playoffs. It is still the same. It may be a small chance of automatic now, but it's still a chance. Now is not the time for the inquest in the football. That can come at the end of the season, which is fine. Until this season is finished, we must be totally positive and give everything we can for Sheffield Wednesday, end quote. Do you know when I read that, I was like, that's exactly it. It is exactly it. As much as we want to moan and people go, oh yeah, but because there was obviously a load of negativity to it and everything. What can we do now? Nothing. We we love to moan, right? We can moan all summer if it goes wrong. We'll have a podcast of it. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, Wednesday fans love to moan. We can do all of that. But right now, we really do need to rally the team. And the fact that he could read the situation there, I thought that was... This it's is not the, the chance time. series that we used to see, in my opinion. No. I'm going to hand this to Jack first. What are your thoughts? Yeah, go for it. I actually think it's a really, really good statement. And like you say, it says it just sums it up perfectly. And to me as well, that backs Darren Moore. That's, that's a statement saying, yes. I back Darren mm-hmm. Moore. Yeah. Because... He's literally said the two teams above us have just had a freak season of great form that's just carried on. And the fact, and he's almost said what we've been saying, that ninety a possible 96 points and not going up automatically is ridiculous and it's a fluke one-off event that probably won't, might not even happen next season or whatever. It might take a while for this sort of thing to happen again, uh, but it's just our luck that it happens to be our season, doesn't it? Um, yeah, but, if anything, I think it'll be fan pressure yeah. that gets him sacked, yeah, actually. Than, I think so. Because it sounds like from that, that he does back be, the situation. It's, it's on, sacked Jake. a manager before. It's sacked Carlos. Yep. That's what sacked Carlos, is fan pressure. Yeah, that's true. Then, yep. But then again, you're also looking at a chairman who doesn't really pay attention to much of the socials that much anymore because of what's happened in the past. And I think he's learned about not just going for things. He'll see the line that gets me in the whole thing go is the line. 
this is football. It happened. This is thought. We've never heard Chancery actually say it like that, where it's like, this is what happens. I can't just sack him because of how can you justify a sacking with 96 points? This reads to me as get behind them. Let's stop the infight. And someone, someone will have said to him that there's a load of stuff, negativity online kind of thing. Because this statement got rumored around, like people like Chance is making a statement. So people's heads went sacking, selling, or this. Mm. And the thing is, for me, it's, it screams as a manager who understands the sport now, understands what goes on with it. He's actually been able to learn what this thing is. He's been here long enough to understand it. And I think you've got someone in Darren Moore, and if they speak as often as they say they do, kind of thing, there's a trust there. We can't have it that after every two years, we sack a manager because he's not got it right. Because what does that build? Because you have to then rip out the infrastructure that the old manager's done and start again. What's the point of ripping something out? Because some managers do that. Some managers will keep the structure that's there, that's done okay. But some managers like to start afresh. We can't keep having starting afresh. I also can't stress, this is not his third season. It's not. What did that He's th- doing what my did... nutting. No, yeah. not you. It's fantastic. I keep saying it. He's had three seasons. He got his relegated. Do you know if do you know how I know you're an actual idiot if you say Darren Morgan was relegated? He was the manager in place when we got relegated. But Tony Poulis came in and kicked us in the face and got us relegated, right? Unfortunately, we were in a global pandemic during all of that. I was watching every single game with most of you in this audience, right? Darren Moore, Darren Moore actually Darren brought Moore some spirit wasn't... back to the team. Darren Moore wasn't even on the touch line for it because he had it himself and yes. nearly died. There's nearly died. Official statements. No, no, just, he nearly di- he nearly you said that. got killed yeah. by that. Yeah. Did he? And, yeah, genuinely. Yeah, came, he almost died. It came out that he had like uh, end of life people around him yep. like making sure he's okay. Yep. Came very close. What? He was on end of life we care did, for a little did, bit. We did, we did a podcast about it. Mm. I'm sure we did Did it. we? Yeah. Did we? I'm, really? Yeah. Yeah, there's an article. There's, there's an article all about it. And Chancery, he was phoning Chancery up saying, what's going on? How could, what, what, what can I do? What can I do? And, and Chancery was telling him, no, recover, go care. to That's bed. That's a very different or thing. Was, Wouldn't he be on like... He was on like 24-hour no, watch in it, case he... Yeah, yeah, did, yeah. You know. I, I, th- I was just I wanted to clear that up because thought, that's yeah. a very different thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it is actually. It is. It yeah. is a very different Sorry. thing. But yeah, the thing is. is, what I'm saying is, it was serious. That's what yes. I'm trying to it say. It was serious. Was, yeah. there was a, no, but there was a lot of our fan base at that point who was like, he's not ill. He hasn't got this. Well, I had, and it went away two weeks ago. Kind of thing. That's what I'm saying. He was seriously ill. The thing is, people turn around and say, he's had three seasons. No, he had March, April, May in League One, and that was it. So he didn't have a transfer window. He didn't have um, any kind of thing. If he, if you say if we got him when we got Tony Pulis, you could have said, right, he had this much, then you could use it because then yeah. it hasn't kicked on. But he only had three months and for three of them months, he wasn't on the touchline. Mm. I thought, I thought first season in the, in the, uh, in League One was great getting rid of Deadwood. And- yeah. Yeah basically trying to find a team identity. The second season, this season, was actually showing how Darren Moore 
had adapted to the league and was playing a bit uglier in ways and it wasn't always the prettiest. We could play really pretty football, but then half of the time we decided not to because we decided to be more results-focused. It was showed a bit more of a savvy way to do it. I would say it's showing like the, the passion behind the team, but I will say there were certain players that let him down during the, the, the blip. Yeah. So there is that there. So I can't fully back that, to be honest, because there, there were players that sort of dropped their heads at the wrong point. They needed to... They were already walking it like it was done because mm. we got into a comfortable position. That was the problem. That's what that's what's cost us this, by the way, thinking it was already mm. won before it was won. Yeah. Um, I know fans well, already thought it was that as well, and I think that's what also I, kind of thing. I didn't! I'm going to be... I, I don't like to be smug about this because I hate that I was right, but I was literally there going, can we stop? All the writings were coming in going, it looks like we're promoted, so what are you thinking for next? And I was like, stop. Just enjoy the fact we've got this because there's still games to be played. Stop. Jack, you owe me a tenner. Do I? Yeah, I called this. I said it if I said that. Oh, yes, you did. Yes, you did. (laughs) Jake called this. He was like, he was like, oh, Dex is going to be proper smug about this on the podcast that he called this ages ago that, you know, he shouldn't. uh, Actually, actually, no, give him a fire instead because I just said, I specifically said I wasn't smug about it. You just said you're not smug about it. Yes, good good point. I did say he might be a bit smug, but not smug in the sense of being smug because he called that he was right about something he didn't want to be right. Jake, you're tight git. You're just trying to get a tenner out of me rather than the fiver, aren't you? Look at that. Look at that with your wordplay and, you, and you're looking for loopholes about how to still get a tenner out of me, honestly. I think you should just be more respectful about somebody with a football opinion because there's not enough of that in this world anymore. Everybody <laughs> football opinions? There's, blooming, there's, there's plenty of them, mate. No respect to <laughs> football. I was, it doesn't matter. I think, I think the thing that annoys me, I think the thing that annoys me with it in general is that what annoys me when a manager, when things like this, it's always, they always say it's on the managers, but you never see players getting sacked for doing not their job. No. <laughs> and you never will. You no. never will. But it, it's just that interesting fact. But at the end of the day, we just got to go into playoffs positive and strong. And if we can get places as loud as we know it can be, Hillbrook or Pride Park or uh, Posh's ground, I've forgotten what it's called. Uh, because the, it might be Peterborough. The only thing yeah. we've got to remember is that if it is Derby, we're playing them three times in a row on Guy. Speaking of this, I really want us to beat Derby at the weekend so we don't play Derby in the playoffs. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I fancy our chances against Peterborough a heck of a lot more than I do. Yeah, same. I, yeah, mm, yeah. Not not necessarily Derby, but just Paul Warren. I think Paul that's Warren... a bit, That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, it, this, yeah. Uh, same. It's it, the Paul Warren fact. Mm-hmm. He's been here. He's done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I don't. That's what I don't want. I don't want to come up against Paul Warren in the playoffs. So I w- I reckon Posh finished the season strong. We'll try and sort Derby out this weekend. And disp- if we can dispatch them, we don't have to worry too much because the problem is. They're the only other fan base that I'd be really worried about being able to drag a team up as well because they will, yeah. their home leg's going to be rough. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they could get a strong start with that as well. I'm not saying Peterborough would be a walkover because Wednesday can mess it up in everything, but I w- out of the two, I would prefer to play Peterborough currently. On the playoff semifinals, we have new dates. We do. I was just we about do. to segue that as well. It's getting ahead of me. Getting, getting even ahead of me. 
one thing will be professional about this at the minute. <laughs> in a minute, we'll get the the podcast uh, flow back. But yes, I am really happy about this. While everyone else seems really annoyed because they don't get to go out drinking, basically because it's a work day after it. So. This is on the Wednesday website. Following our League One season finale against Derby this Sunday, our first leg will take place away from home on Friday the 12th of May with kickoff at 8pm. The return fixture is scheduled for Thursday the 18th of May at 8pm, changed from Saturday the 20th of May on police advice. Tickets for our playoff doubleheader will be announced in due course. So this was originally, the second leg was going to be on my birthday. I'd already got stuff planned. I'd already got stuff paid for, specifically. So I was going to have to go and try and watch it in a pub somewhere while I was doing stuff. I am so happy about this. Can't explain how this happy is, I am. This is see, also AKA to this. Barnley are playing at home. So we haven't got the police presence. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And um, what's going to happen with the first leg is I'm Jake's going to stream the first half. I'm going to stream the second yep. half because I am working up until about eight o'clock. So like last year, I'm going to have to rush home and get ready to stream that second, that first, the second half of the first leg, but it worked quite nicely last time. So we'll see how, we'll see how it goes. But yes, I'm excited, but I'm also crapping it. Mm. It'll be a sellout though. So. I'm weird. Think about the date change. Does it really, it, I know you, you're not going to the light show, Jake, so... Yep. Um, I don't think it's a big deal. I think the only thing that is a slight pain in the backside, less rest time. But that's really not much because you're going to be playing on the Friday anyway. Yeah. If it was Saturday to Saturday, it may be different. It's, I think, to be fair, I'm surprised no one on Twitter called it being like, hang on, they're both at home. Isn't this going to be a thing? Because normally when the fans are quite good at spotting that, um, we just got to start well, haven't we? End of the day. Yeah. What about you, Jack? Any problems with the date changes? Think it's no I, skin off? I don't think so. I don't think no. so. I know, I've it's seen just... a lot of people annoyed at this because people have planned travel and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I would probably be quite annoyed if it wasn't the other way around, to be honest. Mm. I would be fuming, actually. Like, say they'd move this to the day I wasn't available, I would be fuming. So, yeah. I think I, I do understand. Actually, hmm. it probably should have been thought about earlier. So actually, I do want to say that now because there might be some fans going, "Well, I've just booked a flight because we've got international fans that watch this. I've just done this. I, you know, don't have a go at the club. By the way, this isn't the club's fault. This is South Yorkshire Police, basically, that have that have caused this change. But if if anybody is to get the 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 current of reaction, if you like. It should be directed at them because it's police advice that has caused this change, you know. Um, but I'm in ge- just in general for the playoffs. I'm just saying whatever happens happens, and not trying to get too pessimistic or optimistic either way. Yeah. In yeah. true armchair fashion, because you know maybe I am we'll go together, armchair. Jack, and that mm. way we can just you can annoy me all the way through it, basically, and then <laughs> I can forget about the abysmal performance in front of us. <laughs> Believe it or not, we do actually get on when we're, we're talking, mm. usually. I'm just being Sometimes. a pretty awful so-and-so this, this episode. I'm sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> it's all right. They've both had really... We've all had really rough weeks, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. And we're, I think we've all just decided to laugh through it before this. Yeah. And then we got our state in a position not to do the yeah. podcast. Before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's been oh. a long week. Um, but that's the best way. We're all smiling now. Mm. Exactly. So the um, the star have been reporting that Byers isn't coming back for the playoffs. They say we'll he's see. out. Do we think there could be a chance that him and Windass fit? Well, Windass specifically is probably going to feature because he's already Windass back. Is back. Do we think it could be a surprise tactic from Moore to throw him on the pitch? Hello, it's George Darren Byers. Moore only said end of season. Didn't say anything mm. about end of playoffs, like regular season. Is that a kind of, he might be back for a play? Who knows? I don't know. Darren Moore's mind game with the press has later been interesting. The, yeah, like, they have. The whole, like, we're not going to talk about injury if we're not going to do this. It's, it's, it, people seen it as a, a they, I've seen people say that it's like, oh, he's under pressure now. I've just seen it as a manager who's sick and tired of talking about injuries every week. <laughs> yeah. Jack? I, just, I think it's, it's, it's a bit of that. It's like, well, it's probably gone through his mind of saying, well, they're injured, and you already know this. Why are you still talk, trying to talk about this? When this is, this is a bit of an annoying thing in football in general over recent years. They, they've just journalists just keep asking the same questions over and over and over and over again. When and they can't just accept an answer of when we know something, you will know something too. They can't accept that. They can't have a creative thing to sort of say, "Here's some brand new questions." Like I think wasn't there a manager that Talking called this Wednesday out recently? isn't officially coming at journalists. I would like. Oh to no, speak no, of course, yeah. starting of to course. say things, but it's an. <laughs> As a as a reader of these articles and viewer of the press conferences and everything, it does get a bit tedious sometimes when they won't accept an answer for an an- the answer that it is. Do you, you know what I mean? You're one of them people who has a go at the journos on Twitter, aren't you? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm very civil. I am very civil. Can, can, you, can you just they add this to, people. Can you add this to journos, your list of clubs? Because you now have got journalists on the list of clubs that are now going to tweet you. I get bad press. That has nothing to do with us, by the way. I'm just saying, look, look, this is all a big subjective thing. It's all just a, it's all just a spec. In fact, it was just a speculation of what might be in the mind of Darren Moore. It might, it's not even really, it's just a possibility. It's a subjective (laughs) opinion piece. All right. Shosh. They're both for you audio listeners right now, but the pair of these of deciding to do a mime symbol of me digging a deeper hole. So to any journalist <laughs> listening to this, I do apologize. I'm not saying these comments with any intent to, to harm. I understand it's all a very stressful job that you have to try and meet deadlines and to try and come up with articles in a very short turnaround time. But I'm just saying what might have been in the mind of Darren Moore when asked these questions repeatedly, rather than an alternative take of let's he's just playing mind games. I was trying to offer the other side of something, you know. Yeah, and I, 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 I completely trick. understand. That. I'm just what covering my backside probably, there. I, what I will, <laughs> what I will, I, what I will say from the counter side of it is potentially some of these questions that are asked by the journalists are the ones that constantly get asked them by the fans. Yes, so that's why yeah. They, yeah. They, they turn them round as well. So there's yeah. There's, there's nothing like a better repetition sometimes. Exactly. And I, I do. I, I, it annoys me when you, you, you see the same <coughs> sort of stuff getting asked and he answers it in the same way, but he just puts a different flair in it every single thing. But we sometimes had, that's what the fans want to know and they had the answer they want. So To be fair, we had it during the period when we started doing the Talking Wednesday where we said, please don't mention this because we're going to talk about it in the episode. 
And then we'd get like a community topic going, can you talk about this? Yeah. Yes, in the episode. Yeah. It's the sort of thing of where like, well, we're providing this and you're not listening to us saying we're providing this, you know? And it's it's that whole, this is a bit of a tangent now, isn't it? But I think you've also got to remember that there's, the whole thing with journalism these days, it's not as easy as it used to be. Oh, exactly. Everyone exactly. kind of thing. So it's one of those things. But I, I get the tactic of saying not to talk about injury because yeah. it was every press conference there was an injury question. And I understand it. But yeah. again, that's the thing though. Know, everybody's going, when are these players back? Because we know it shows how sorely we missed them. Exactly. So it's information yeah. we needed to know. But yeah, let's move into the news. Uh, let's yes. move into some more yes. news. Um, this is from the Yorkshire Live. Speaking recently about how, so it's from Examiner Live, but Yorkshire Live, you know, the same sort yeah. of parent company. Um, they were talking to Darren Moore about how to manage Rio Shipston. So Shipston's obviously coming through and getting a bit more game time. And he said the following, and quote, it's about managing him carefully. I agree with fans in that he's close to breaking through. He's very, very close. But what we've been working on with Rio is that transitional period from academy into first team. When you step up, it's about power. There's the power, precision and detail at the first team level with passes. The ball moves quicker and the players cover ground quicker. You have to play up. You have to up your tempo to get it to where you want to get it to. Passes you may play through the academy may get cut out at first team level. What we're doing with Rio is bringing his mental psyche up to the first team level. And that helps him with training with the first team every day. Also, because he's training every day with older players, it's bringing up his physical level. All these things help him. But I do agree with the fans that he's really close to starting games, but he's one for the future for us and for the football club. Even in the situation we're in, we still deem him as someone with the mental capacity to handle it. He's geared for it too. As I say, the bits and pieces we're working on with him are working and he's shown great progression. He's in a really, really strong position and potentially and potentially to start games. We've got no hesitation throwing him in because he's in a far position, better position than he was a few months ago, end quote. So it's really nice to actually see someone, I think Shipson's yeah. contracted mm. as well. So yes, he is. It's nice to see this happening in the, in the right manner now. Jake, start us off on this one. You could have said this is what we kind of needed to do a little bit more when we had Alex Hunt, this kind of progression. And we didn't yeah. have that kind of mindset there. And I think Darren Moore being a former loan manager, a former youth team coach helps. He gets the build up of getting into different uh, positions. And people have said it about Bailey Cadamartry, like Bailey Cadamartry is very much in the same mindset as like, we're going to do this. But Rio seems to have stepped up with Bailey. You got to remember Bailey's only 17, 18. You might be able to get in the first team next season, depending on what league. It could be if we're in the championship, it might turn and say, right, you're going to league one. First season, let's see. Because by the sounds, it's done the world of good for Brennan. Brennan sounds like he'd come back and mature a better player. And the thing is, the one thing we can say we've been very badly done with our youth academy or youth academy prospect, we've managed them poorly. So we've let them go for nothing. And then we've seen them go do good at clubs and be like, where was that player? You know what I mean? It's that whole situation. I think we've got to have a better infrastructure going forward. And if we can get that right, with Darren Moore doing, we'll get more players through the academy and maybe not have to go into the transfer market or the loan market at times going, we'll get this person who can go, well, we've got him here. He's already made. Do you want to feel old? Go on. He was born in 2004. Oh, God. (laughs) 
Jack, what's your thoughts on ships in the way? I was been five. By I was five years old. Anyway, uh, I, I, to be honest, I, I understand why this has needed to be a question because this has probably been raised given the fact that we've had no other options to come off the bench to, to impact a game. And that's why people have been suggesting throw Shipston on. And in fact, ourselves on previous episodes have said, is there a hesitation there? Why is there a hesitation to put him on? Does Darren Moore not think he's ready yet? But it's kind of nice that he's explained this because I actually agree with everything he said there because it does take a while to transition over from under 21 football to first team football because, well, for example... In recent memory, a player who has come on from that sort of level of football and been thrown into it was George Hurst when he when he was still with us. They just threw him on and he looked like a fish out of water. He was being muscled off the ball, passes cut out, shots blocked, everything, and he couldn't handle it. And that's why he was possible. Well, I know there was obviously other unsavory reasons with his departure, whatever, but that's another reason why they might have been more willing to let him go rather than do everything they could to keep him because he was just rushed through. He was just rushed through again because of fan pressure, which is something that Chancery has learned from, etc. And arguably it's good that we've got Darren Moore here because like you said, Jake, he, he understands the, the, the details in the proper development of players with being a loan manager, with being a youth team coach. Um, and West Brom's Academy, fantastic Academy. And he did a lot of work there for that to be the case. So I very much trust him with being a manager to bring through the youth. And I just think it's a very sustainable model to approach with. I mean, for example, there's off topic, but in terms of linked with the whole sustainability thing, Reading, they're going to be screwed next season because they can't, they probably won't be able to transfer players in. Their academy is one of the best in the UK. And it's even got like a European wide reputation as being one of the best. So they will be was. fine, in my opinion, it, that. that. It, but again, it, again, it was. It depends how mm. much damage had been done from... For, yeah, from the owners downwards happened. kind of thing, yeah. yeah. But they've produced so many top quality players. Shane Long, to mm. mention several others. I can't mention one of them because they got arrested for a little bit recently, <laughs> who was an Everton <laughs> yeah, player. Really don't. You know who I mean. Oh, he God, was another... Yeah. He was, no. yes. Yeah. No, I'm not mentioning yeah. that name. But he was another one. So many have come. Th- uh, uh, Kevin Doyle was another one in the past that was a Reading Academy product. There's r- recent ones. The, the lad that signed for Nottingham Forest on lo- on either permanently or on loan from Bayern Munich, the left back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I know you mean. He was um, Reading Academy product. There's uh, yeah. a couple of players for, for Crystal Palace now. Reading Academy. Product. Our last academy player is now 33. Exactly. And he's our left Liam back. Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> Palmer. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just saying this is effectively how it can be a sustainable practice to just be purely academy a, a lot of the time. Look at Derby. They're another, they're another example who are going to be fine because of their academy. So Did Dawson come through our academy? Yes. Oh, oh sorry. Yes, yes, he, he, did. Did. yes, yes he did. Yes, he did. forgot about Dawson. Yeah. Wildsmith yeah, yeah, did yeah, too, technically. Yeah. yeah. And Wildsmith is He's you know, doing very well for Derby, yeah. Team, team so, at Derby, so yeah. Um, but the thing is, right, and it's, Sad to admit, but like most of the, if you, I wouldn't do this because my pride. Mm. You got a child, and they are being touted by both Sheffield Wednesday's academy and both Sheffield United's academy. Given the academies and the status and the progression paths, if you're looking out for that child, 
and you're really looking out for their career. You're sending them to United. Sheffield United. Yes. And yeah. that's been the problem, right? There's people as stubborn as us who go, well, you don't have to have a fantastic career, just a good enough one and get in that Wednesday shirt. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, but you could also have the thing that you go through their academy, but then you'd be good enough to be eye-catching enough to come into the first team. That's the thing, though. We look at the fact that the current England team has got quite a few people that came through that United Academy, right? Yeah. So we need to get our level to that. So being able to manage the players in the transition, if Shipson's going to become a decent player, we need to see him being handled well. And I think Moore's probably the right person to do that and the way he's doing it. And just off start. It was only the start of the season when we were all thinking Alex Hunt, they could be his season. And yeah. then he went to Grimby. So yeah. it, it just shows you, doesn't it? And just off topic, um, he's actually helped pull me out of financial trouble on Football Manager because oh, I nice. sold Rio Shipston for £6 million to Nottingham Forest. Oh, deals. And, and, and you'll notice on this game that it gives you no money because this club is so screwed that I managed to get promoted to the Championship. I'm in my third season, right? Because I'm slowly playing Football Manager this time. And I've literally just been able to sign players because I sold Rio Shipston in my third season. And I've been like, I've actually got like 400k now so I can put it all on the wages. Because <laughs> oh, right, I sold it for 6 mil and they gave me 700k for it. I was like, are you for real? Yep. Takeover. That's all gaming. But I've got obsessed with it again and I'm trying not to play because I'm really busy. Did you know? I said it. Didn't say it at the start. Nope. Took an hour. Right. <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday has some player awards this um, this week. This is from the club's website. The Sheffield Wednesday Player of the Season Awards took place on Hillsborough on Sunday evening. The manager, his staff and the players were all in attendance, all in attendance as the presentations were made in the club's 1867 lounge. The star of the show was Liam Poop uh, Palmer. Liam <laughs> Puma, the clothing brand. What? I don't know. I think it's because I saw the word scooped. I actually was going to call him Liam Puma. And yeah. 2011 to 2013 kit maker for Sheffield Wednesday, Puma. What? (laughs) Was Liam Palmer, who scooped a raft of awards on the night, including the official Sheffield Wednesday Player of the Year, as voted for by the supporters via swfc.co.uk. He got my vote, just for the record. Got mine. Um, Same. uh, Palmer, who is approaching 400 appearances for the club, was also named the Players' Player of the Season, as well as receiving a prestigious Lifetime Achievement Award for his services to the club over the past two decades. Will Volks was amongst the wingers, wingers, winners, scooping the club's community... I'm speaking like Jake. The yeah. club's community player of the season and goal yeah. of the season for his wonder strike away at Port Vale. Michael Smith picked up the Owls Golden Boot Award with the striker and 19 goals for the campaign after scoring his hat-trick at Shrewsbury on Saturday. Our league campaign concludes... and. Yeah, we don't need to know about that. They're the awards. Uh, Liam Palmer dedicated it to... What's Johnny. his name? Johnny. Johnny Kitman. Johnny. Yep. Good old Johnny. Oh, that man's been around the club for years. He's so nice as well. And yeah. the thing is, they, it just shows you how nice Palmer is as well. It's like, he, yeah, I've got this, but there's someone else who deserves it more. And the thing is, there were so many people giving abuse on the Twitter timeline for this. Award ceremonies happen. They're allowed to have them. Calm yeah. down. Every team in every sport has them at the end of the season. It doesn't matter what level they're at. They all have an awards night. And I just think, uh, to be honest, I quite like that they've made it a a bit of an event. They seem to have made it Mm. like an event this year. 
rather than just everyone turn up in the changing room or on the training ground in their club tracksuits. They've all got like suited and booted and, and it's in like a venue place somewhere. And it, I know it's, it's Radio Sheffield we're hosting. Where was our invite? <laughs> we'll go and just be like, hello. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is the guy that says all the controversial stuff that will want they get himself in a lot of trouble. And we've brought him in for some weird reason. <laughs> Hi, Jack. Oh. Hi. But um, yeah, it looked it looked fun. It looked it looked like they put a bit of budget into yeah. it, and yeah. they had a nice way of doing it. But yeah, um, it's Love good. It's good to see the club. It's good to see the the togetherness of the club. And God, yeah. Palmer is going to get four hundred appearances. For he the club, is. isn't he? It's crazy. Yep. And I got laughed at when I said he might get four hundred. Oh well, I yes, he did. You. I didn't laugh at you. You were like, he won't shut up. That's what that, I believe that's a quote. Right. That's somebody's that's job quote. to now go back to that podcast and realize you guys are talking absolute. You know what I said there. Right. I don't, you cut out. You cut out. Sorry, Dex. What, what did he say? When, when did... That's just to save me editing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could oh. add a couple of words now, to be honest, Jack. Um, Sheffield Wednesday's next match is Derby County. Indeed. Last day of the season, we will be streaming it live on the Dexterity Box channel. We won't obviously be showing the footage, but there'll be a big event for that for the people. Can who I just can't say go. for one, I am sick of playing Derby last game of the season. Yeah, feels kind of fitting that that what that I'd streamed Derby that time. <laughs> yeah, mm. and it said yeah, again. it does actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you think we're gonna win? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I do as well. I think um, I just I, I'm confident at the minute. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Have we got a podcast between the playoffs? Yes, we have, haven't we? Yeah, I believe so. Yes. So we will talk about that, and we will talk about the build up to the playoffs. So the next episode will obviously be a playoff build up episode. Then when after the playoffs have concluded, we will do our end of season usual stuff. We will do our breakdowns. We will do all of that. So basically, the podcasts are right themselves for the next few weeks. But hopefully, Sheffield Wednesday can keep it up. Do they end the season on 96 points? We will see. Well, that's all I've got for this week's episode of Talking Wednesday. Has anyone got anything to add before we leave? No. It's going to be fun uh, to have breakdowns, both statistical and mental, on the uh, on the end of season podcast episodes but uh yeah that's that's been fun i loved seeing the pit voters of wolf Hawks doing karaoke that was great that was really fun but other than I love that a bit of karaoke other than that it's been a pleasure a going fishing today on today's episode uh but if you've got a good few catches such a, you know such a, you are such a child sir <laughs> but you, a few you, you are you are quite fun sometimes I have to preface it with the sometimes. I need to go and eat because this yeah, podcast was nice, meant to same. be finished an hour and a half ago, lads. Oh, dear. Yeah. If, if that is all, you all have a lovely week. Um, sorry, this podcast is late because now I need this ain't coming out tonight like it was originally planned to. So Wednesday, here it comes. And uh, Derby, Wednesday, here they come. I don't know yes. what I'm saying. Hopefully. I- we win. Mm. Yes. Absolutely. Goodbye.
Because my friends are going to be insufferable if 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 they win and we don't. But anyway, yes. Goodbye. Oh yeah. You have, yeah, I've you got have friends. friends that are... <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not that. Oh, that's been that. Ev- that's been it for this week's episode of Talking Wednesday. Take care, and we'll see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See, see you later. <laughs>